Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This week, we are talking finally about the tube. So, airway phase one, right, was suction and move the tongue. And then phase two was how to oxygenate with a bag valve mask. And when you have trouble, the, the tricks that you have up your sleeve, the nasopharyngeal, oropharyngeal, LMA, king, combi tube. You got to master that. But we've now arrived at this week. How to intubate. It's called rapid sequence intubation, RSI. Once you got that patient oxygenated, once you got their blood pressure somewhat stable and you've suctioned and you've moved the tongue, you've used that bag valve mask or any adjuncts if necessary. Obviously, you don't use them if they're not necessary, but you want to get them oxygenated. Now you can start thinking about intubation. I'm not going to teach this how the book teaches it, the the P's, right? You prep and then you pre-oxygenate and you position and you pre-treat and then you paralyze and then you pray and then you pass the tube and then post-treatment or, or whatever. Like there's like a million P's, right? Because I, I can't really remember it. I think it's dumb. The most important part of intubation is that you need to pre-oxygenate. The moment you start going down this pathway, you want to have the patient have a non-breather on or, or BiPAP. You want to basically just flood them with oxygen. This is really the only time where you want to do that, but you want to flood them with oxygen. This buys you time to do the RSI procedure without their oxygen level dropping really, really dangerously low. And so the more oxygen you can kind of pre-oxygenate into their lungs up front, and the more nitrogen you can wash out, the longer you can attempt in and reattempt without your attending, ending your attempt and taking the blade away because the monitor's beeping and it, the patient's desaturated. It buys you time. You want to pre-oxygenate the shit out of your patient. That is the main thing to know. But after that, today, the, the procedure, the RSI procedure itself is very simple. Five steps. Step one, you're going to choose your equipment. You got to say it out loud and you want to keep it simple. You want to choose either a Miller blade or a Mac blade and you want to pick a tube size. The Miller blade or the straight blade is straight like the L's in the name Miller. The Mac blade is curved like the C in the name Mac. The C in Mac also represents that this blade is to be chosen during your clerkship. As a student in the emergency department, choose the Mac. The Miller is sometimes helpful in specific situations in kids because their epiglottis tends to be more floppy. Sometimes the Miller gets used. The Miller is what I found to be the most common on my anesthesia rotation as well. But in the ED, we're kind of like team curved Mac. Think C and Mac. Think curved blade, think C in clerkship. And then you're going to pick a tube size. And so assuming it's an adult, which the vast majority of the time it probably will be, you're going to choose either a 7.5 or an 8-cuffed ET tube, depending on if the adult is a little adult or a big adult. 7.5 cuffed for small adults, 8 cuffed for big-sized adults. So Mac blade, 7.5 or 8 cuffed endotracheal tube, 
declare out loud the equipment you want to use. I want a Mac blade with a seven and a half. That's step one. Step two is choose your medications. So for RSI, you need two medicines. You need to choose a sedative medicine to put them to sleep, and you need to choose a paralytic medicine to kind of get them to relax those cords and to not gag and vomit. And so, again, the sedative puts them to sleep, and the paralytic makes it much easier to perform the procedure. And so let's start with the, let's start with the paralytic, because there's basically only two classic options that you're going to see, and it's succinylcholine or rocuronium. And succinylcholine has a bunch of contraindications. And the dose is harder to remember too. But people like it because it's short-acting and has its perks. But personally, I think rocuronium rocks. One milligram per kilogram. It's easy to remember. Rocuronium, one milligram per kilogram. It doesn't have the big list of contraindications to memorize. I, I think rocuronium rocks. It The only downside is that it leaves people paralyzed. So you have to make sure you get your sedation right. But... One mig per kig, rocuronium is a good paralytic to, to remember. So if they're an average 70 kilogram adult, I say, can I get 70 milligrams of rocuronium? And if they're a big adult like me, uh, 100 milligrams of rocuronium. It's pretty easy to remember. As far as sedatives, there's also a bunch of options. So you got ketamine and propofol and midazolam, but the best sedative to pair with your rocuronium is a drug called Atomidate because it is completely hemodynamically neutral. So you take your rocuronium dose and you divide it by three and that's your Atomidate dose. So when you declare your drugs, I want one mg per kg rocuronium and one third of that Atomidate. And of course, there's of course, there's some nuance to this, of course. But if you confidently choose rocuronium and atomidate, it's going to make you look like you at least start to know what you're talking about at least. It's, it's a good guess. And you're going to ask, Zach, I've heard about other pre-treatment meds, lidocaine, atropine, fentanyl. What about those? And I can honestly say that I've used the pre-treatment meds twice in my life. It's very uncommon that you're going to need to use those. You can learn that later. One mg per kg, rocuronium, your paralytic, one-third of that in Atomidate. Step three, prepare your equipment. And so your attending is going to want to see you do this. And you want them to feel confident in you. So make yourself look smart. And I want you to verbalize the five things that you are preparing. And the nice thing, it's, it's stuff we've already covered. So say, I've got my suction. I've got my bag valve mask. I have my LMA for back rub, my laryngeal mask airway, right, from last week. And they're hooked up to the monitor. And then usually as, as number five, I say, and I have capnography to check the tube placement. That's the thing you'll see them stick. Like you'll intubate them. You'll, the breathing tube will be in. They'll put this little device on the end of the tube and then they'll bag through it. And that device turns from, it goes from like purple to yellow. That's capnography. That's how you confirm airway placement. And so you say, I got suction. I got a bag valve mask. I have an LMA for backup. The patient's got an IV. They're on the monitor. I have my capnography ready to confirm placement. And just list out like five things. And now your tongue's like, hmm. They, they know at least the basic things they need to prepare. That's, that's pretty good. And so now you're prepared. And then step four, do it. You're ready. So push the sedative, push the paralytic, wait one minute just so for everything to kick in so you don't have any issues at all. And the, the very important, the most important, hold the blade in your left hand 
your left hand. Don't be like me holding the blade in my right hand. A, it won't work. B, you look like an idiot. Hold the blade in your left hand. Kind of prop open their teeth with your right hand, and I want you to slowly advance the tip of that blade against the tongue and lift. Tongue. Advance the tip, push against the tongue some more, that tip of the blade, into the tongue and lift. And all you see is tongue. And do it a little bit more in advance and lift and a little bit of tongue. And you're just going to keep hugging that tip against the tongue. And you're just going to scoot it forward. And then you're going to put it down. You're going to advance and lift the tongue. The, when the patient's laying on their back, the airway is going to be towards the ceiling. Air floats towards the ceiling, right? And esophagus is going to be down towards the floor because food gets pooped out on the floor. Hug that tip to the top of the tongue and lift and advance it just a little bit and keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And what you're looking for is not cords. Obviously, if you see cords, you're, you're set, like you got the view. But it's not always that easy. I want you to look for this whitish tongue-looking epiglottis. And once you see that epiglottis, I want you to take the tip of that blade and I want you to smush that blade above the epiglottis. And there's like a ligament back there. And that epiglottis is going to pop up and be like, hello. And there's the cords. And you, you kind of lift one more time to give yourself some space and you're going to see it. And it's hard. I'm not saying this is an easy procedure, but I promise you, I promise you, you will get it eventually. If you fail 10 times in a row, then you can email me and I will help you. But until you fail it 10 times, it's just trial and error that's totally expected for you to fail this 10 times. That's why you have an attending there or a resident there. It's normal to miss it a few times until you get the hang of it and you will get it. But if you miss it 10 times in a row, all right, then you can send me an email and say your, your strategy doesn't work. And then last, you're going to take the endotracheal tube, right? And you're going to stick it in down through the cords and you're going to advance that tube until it's three times the, the size of the tube. So let's say you picked like the eight tube. And so I want you to advance it until there's 24 centimeters right at the teeth. Okay, so now the tube's in. And then pause, stop, stop. Don't celebrate, because it's in. So like, don't fuck this up because you've, you've crushed it to this point, right? You have the tube in, but you're not done. If you finish this last step, you, you have crushed the procedure and you're going to just get a great procedure score on your slow. So I want you to stand there. I want you to say, can we please attach capnography? And you should see it change color. And I, I want your attending to watch you. And I want you to listen over the armpits on each side as well as over the stomach to make sure that the tube is placed correctly. And then look your attending in the eye, stare him in the eye, and assuming that you've confirmed tube placement, look at him and say, we need a chest x-ray, we need a Foley, an OG tube, and our drips. And if they say what drip, just say like propofol or Versed or something. Done. Everyone always forgets the last, the last part of this. Don't, don't celebrate. When you feel that need to celebrate, don't do it yet. Pause. Say out loud the things that need to be done now that the patient is intubated. And you're going to be set. I promise your attending's like jaw is going to drop. That's RSI. Super quick, summarized, run through. One more time. Mac blade. 7.5 little adult or 8 big adult cuffed tube. 1 mg per kg rocuronium. One third of that is atominate. 
lists your backup equipment. I've got my suction, my bag valve mask, my adjunct, and an IV in there. They're on the monitor. And then you pass the tube. That's the hard part. But hug that tongue, slowly advance the blade until you see that epiglottis hanging there. And then once you see that, that's like your, your target. And you're going to take the tip of your blade and you're going to push the tip of that blade into the soft tissue space above the epiglottis. And then you're going to pause and you're going to advance your tube and you're going to set your depth to three times the tube size. And then you're going to breathe out. You're going to confirm placement with capnography. And then calm and slow when the tube placement is confirmed. You're going to look your attending in the eye. We need a chest x-ray, a Foley, an OG tube in our drip. And then don't smile. Keep it to yourself, but celebrate internally. And you're going to look like a total badass. You got this. That's RSI Intubation 101. We got one more of these next week. What to do when this doesn't work. Remember, it is totally normal to like not get this the first 10, 15 times you try. That's okay. If you're having that much trouble, email me and I can try to like help as best I can. But I, it just comes to you. Just keep practicing. That's RSI. Please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if you found this helpful. Join the Facebook group so we can do office hours and study hall. And until next week, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.